This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my God, Trump, and the 2020 election podcast for Thursday, September 3rd, just two months from today. The day I'm recording this is going to be the election. That's 61 days from now, and we're counting down the days. And my book and these podcasts are why Donald Trump must win. There is so much at stake. And I've been saying this for months. I wrote the book actually released in January. I wrote it in mid-2019. It went to the press right before Thanksgiving. And think of all the things that have happened since then that we could not believe. So, for example, the impeachment, which they were just talking about it, and then COVID-19, and now all this unrest in the country that has gone way beyond protest about police brutality. It's become anarchy in the streets. Yet my book talks about a lot of these issues in America. In fact, my book's not out of date at all. And I have a chapter in there on why he must win. He must win. Life as we know it in these United States may be changed forever if the left gets in and imposes their will. Because as I've said in other podcasts, and recently I did a panel with some pastors that have either been arrested or threatened to be arrested, who would have thought that would happen in America? Well, today I want to talk about what you can do to help with this election. It's an idea that I did, and I thought, you know, I need to share this with my listeners and maybe do a newsletter on it, and that is that we need to motivate our friends and neighbors to vote. And there are many, many very important issues and elections this fall, the presidential election being right at the top of the list. But, you know, a lot of people don't know how to vote. You know, there are a lot of local elections that are not publicized that well. The politicians don't spend that much money. The news media, you know, doesn't cover it around the clock like they do with the president or even the congressional and senatorial races. So what I do in my area, I live in Seminole County, Florida. For several years, I have made a list of who I endorse, and I do some research. I usually will talk to several of my friends who seem to know what's going on. I have one friend in particular, an attorney, who uh, for a number of years, I used to call him up and say, hey, who are the judges that are voting? The judges in Florida actually run for election, which is nice because we can vote them out and have a couple of times. But, you know, it's hard to know. There's some limits on what they can do to campaign. It's not partisan. So, you know, even if you were to vote straight Democrat or Republican, you know, that's a differentiation. There's also like the water management district. There's the party chairs. Now, some of these will happen in some of the primaries, but county commission, city commissioners, depending on where you live in the county, all of these elections that a lot of people don't know how to vote. So this year, I started getting calls a week or so before the early voting started. And people said, when are you going to send out the list? So I got a sample ballot. I researched it. I also got some recommendations from my friend John Stemberger from the Florida Family Council. He lives down in Orlando, and he had kind of done the same thing. And I don't follow politics in Orlando as closely as I do here in Seminole County, of course. And so when I sent it out, I said, hey, this is how I'm going to vote. But also a lot of people that are on my list live in Orange County. And I said, I, I have not researched this, but I have a lot of confidence in John Stemberger, so here's his list as well. Well, election day rolled around. I'm driving to the polls, and I had two pastors either call me or text me that morning and say, 
hey, where's your list of recommendations? We don't know who to vote for. So I didn't do it when I was driving, of course, but, you know, I had I had it on my iPhone and I just texted it to them, you know, so they could see who I voted for. Of course, they have to make up their own decision. And I said to one of them later when I talked to him, I said, you know, you need to do this for your church. I said, there are a lot of people in your church that don't know how to vote. They don't have the time. They don't know a lot of the people in the area. And, you know, there's a lot of things. Some of it is the issues But a lot of times it's just competency. A lot of times one candidate would be a whole lot more competent county commissioner, let's say, than somebody else. And you just, you really don't know. Or sometimes a county commissioner is kind of in the pocket of the developers or they're in the pocket of the environmentalists or something like that. And you just don't know how to sort that out. A lot of pastors, though, are timid about doing that thing. You know, there's this thing called the Johnson Amendment. I've talked about it many times. It was tacked onto a tax bill in 1954 by late President Lyndon Johnson when he was a senator from Texas. Two nonprofits had really opposed him in a senatorial race, and he was mad at them, and he wanted to restrict them. And so they put this thing that nonprofits, which would include churches, could lose their nonprofit status if they were involved in in politics, actually, what it says, and I'm not a lawyer, but I have studied this, is that the nonprofit can't endorse anyone. Now, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, I have a publishing house, and my publishing house or any company can't really endorse someone. Now, I can endorse someone, you know, especially since we're media, you know, newspapers and TV stations have a long history of endorsing candidates for many years. But anyway, this has made pastor's very timid because, boy, if you lose your nonprofit status, that's the equivalent of going out of business, so to speak. So they're very quiet. They're very timid. Since 1954, only one ministry has ever lost their tax-exempt status, and they were very, very vocal about some issue. I can't even remember what it was. And they were taking full-page newspaper ads and In the ad, they were asking people to send them their tax-exempt donations so they could buy more ads and politic more. And the IRS confronted them, apparently, and they wouldn't back down, and they actually lost their status. However, they even got it back later. But, I mean, one time since 1954, yet all the pastors are so timid. It's almost become like a mindset. They're afraid that they'll make someone mad. But, you know, a pastor... In his role as an individual, as a spiritual leader of his congregation, he has a responsibility to help people know how to live. And civics and government and our culture and all that is part of life. And we Christians ought to be setting the standard and influencing the way things are going. Instead, we too often sit on the sidelines and say nothing. And we're seeing that right now with what's going on in America, with all this unrest in the streets, all this stuff about Black Lives Matter, you know, the organization, which is pretty clear that they're a Marxist organization. They say so on their own website. And I've done other podcasts on this as well. And other people, of course, have opined about this. But there are a lot of pastors that just either they kind of encourage people for, quote, social justice, which is a nice sounding term. It's this term I've used, but it's kind of been co-opted by the left to be kind of a code word for progressive politics. And it's a pity that so many spiritual leaders have become so lukewarm, so passive, 
So part of the problem that what we need are bold people, bold pastors to stand up, declare what's right, talk about, not about candidates necessarily or political parties, but talk about biblical principles. What does God say? To God, life is important. And so that should let you know how to vote for someone who's pro-abortion. God has a plan for mankind, for men and women. It's called marriage. That should let you know with this radical LBGT agenda that has been crammed down our throats with one Supreme Court justice, Anthony Kennedy, one was the swing between a 5-4 one way or a 5-4 the other way. Unelected official changed the law of the land. Not many people say much about it. It's like, what can we do? But Christians need to know how to vote. Now, maybe you're not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Each of us has a sphere of influence. We have neighbors, friends, people we work with, people we go to church with. You know, everyone who's listening to me influences 25 or 30 people pretty intensely. And you need to speak to them, encourage them to vote. You might share how you're going to vote. Here in Florida, they mail everybody a sample ballot so you can kind of read it ahead of time. They even let you mark it and take it in the booth with you, which is what I did, by the way, so I could remember and my mind wouldn't go blank. Every state is probably a little bit different, but you know, I just take my sample ballot and fill it out and email it to people. I don't know how many I email it to. It's mainly people who have asked me and a handful of friends. The list is built up over time. And I just wanted to do a podcast because this election is so important. Of course, I want you to vote for Donald Trump. My book makes the case for, and it's not because he he is, uh, well, first of all, I think he's a great guy, but, you know, people talk about how his Twitter account isn't always nice. Well, frankly, I enjoy his Twitter feeds, and, and uh, have I ever seen one I didn't agree with? Probably a couple of times, but I really think that that's just kind of a straw man that they set up so they could kind of knock it down. Uh, I have a whole section of my book on what Donald Trump is really like, his relationship with evangelicals, what people who know him say about him, about promises made, promises kept, about, you know, people sometimes will comment on his character. Now, it's interesting that when he was a Democrat living in New York, being a billionaire uh, real estate mogul, nobody criticized him for any of that stuff. Not at all. It was only as he, when he ran for president as a Republican that suddenly people start, I just think it's rank hypocrisy. And I go into this in the book and I tell you the facts. There's so much misinformation you get out there, even on Fox News or other so-called conservative outlets. You know, they're probably better than some of the other options, but you get a lot of misinformation there. You need to study it for yourself, and reading my book is one way to study. The book is full of footnotes. You can research it yourself. You can decide if you agree or disagree with me. I encourage you to go to my own website, stevestrangbooks.com. It's my name, Steve Strang, and then the word books with an S, dot com. And uh, you can buy all my books. There's some bundles. There's some good prices. You can even buy a whole box full of books so you can... Give them out. It's at a very cheap price, except for the ones in large quantities. All the books, the individual books, are signed by me. A lot of people like a signed copy, and you can get them by going to Steve Strang 
Books.com. But whatever you do, you need to be involved, you need to vote, and I hope that people will take my advice. You know, whether or not you send it out on an email like I do or some other form, you need to encourage people, and and not just for president. Now, that's the most important. That's why I'm doing this podcast. But all the way down the ticket, we need to have conservatives in the House and the Senate, and frankly, uh, in my opinion, in all the positions, people that have more of a conservative view about spending and taxing that are for private property rights, that are for free enterprise. You know, all of these things are very, very important. And it does tend to split between Republican and Democrat more and more and more. But it isn't really just about party politics. As I've said before, I was a Democrat for over 20 years until the Democratic Party went just so far left that I couldn't take it anymore. But, you know, I'm for Donald Trump, not because he's a Republican, but because he's Donald Trump. If anything, he's kind of taken over the Republican Party and remade it in his own image and good for him because the Republicans, you know, would say one things when they ran and then they would do something entirely different. Well, that's the subject for another day. So I'll just leave it here. And thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you share it with people. The numbers go up and up and up. I just started this podcast in January. It's already up to around 800,000 downloads when you add in my Strang Report podcast, which I hope you'll listen to on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm up well over 4 million downloads so much, and part of it is because people share it. Some of the podcasts just go crazy. The one I did with Diamond and Silk, for example, a week or so ago has just been off the charts, and, and a few others as well. But, you know, people download it, they listen to it, and they drive to work, and they share it with friends. Thank you so much. Thank you for your interest. I hope you buy the book. And you know why? Why don't you do this? Send me an email. You can do it to info at charismamedia.com and they'll send it over to me. And if you decide to use, if you buy the book or if you decide to send out your own recommendations for election, I would like to know that. It would mean a lot to me. And I'll answer all the emails that I get. I'll add them to, I get lots and lots of emails, but not very often from listeners. So thank you for listening to my God, Trump, and the 2020 election. Remember, it's only 61 days as we count down the days to the most important election of our lives. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'm back in the studio, and I wanted to say something about my books. Of course, this podcast was not about me or my books, but I like to tell my listeners on the Charisma Podcast Network to pick up a copy of God, Trump, and the 2020 election, as well as God, Trump, and COVID-19. The best way is to go to my own website called stevestrangbooks.com, and books has an S on it, because all of my books— God and Donald Trump and Trump Aftershocker there. There's different specials. You can get them in bundles. Also, if you want to buy a whole bunch of them, you get them real, real cheap. And all of the books, except for the ones in bundles, are signed by me, the author, and a lot of people like that. So go to stevestrangbooks.com. That's stevestrangbooks.com. Thank you for listening.